Today, the Below Average Joe's MMA Show present the Weekend Recap. Mm-hmm. And we're talking the biggest fights of the weekend from UFC Vegas 61, Bellator 286, maybe, just maybe, a little one on Prime Video 2. All this and more, and it all starts right now. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us, episode 240. We're here with the recap to give you guys the recap to the action from across all the MMA promotions from this weekend. UFC, Bellator, a little one. All of it starts right now. But first, I want to talk to everybody about PointsBet Sportsbook, Dom. Please do. PointsBet Sportsbook is the official betting partner of the Below Average Joe's MMA show. And they have an exclusive offer for you, the listener, you, the viewer, right now, as a new user, when you sign up for PointsBet Sportsbook, on your initial deposit, they are going to match 100% of that initial deposit up to $2,000. It's literally free money. Just goes straight into that SportsBet account, and boom, you got it. You can use it and start accumulating some uh some some positive gains in that it's, account, you know what I mean? Cash. So, so make sure to make good use of that. There's two ways to do it. One, the link in the description of today's episode. You take that link, you sign up there. Boop, done. See ya. You got it. Second, you can use the download the PointsBet Sportsbook app and use code MMA Joe's. Yeah. I think they got it that time. Mm-hmm. MMA Joe's that sign up and uh, you will also get the deposit that way. So uh, happy betting. Uh, please gamble responsibly. And with that, Dominic, we head into UFC Vegas 61. In your main event, Yan Zhao Nan overcomes her previous two-fight losing streak and gets the biggest win of her career in her first main event spot opposite Mackenzie Dern. Now, it came via majority decision. There was one draw from the judges on the scorecards. Uh, back and forth fight here, obviously, by by that kind of scoring. 48-47 on the other two judges' scorecards. Um, how surprised were you by the result? Yan Zhao Nam was a plus 195 underdog at what I took her as. Uh, did this result surprise you? You're very high on Mackenzie Dern. Uh, Zhao Nan has not. She looked better against uh, Marina Rodriguez, but we saw how she looked on the ground against Carla Sparza. So, how surprised were you, Dom? I, I wasn't too surprised. I mean, we talked about it on Thursday how plus one ninety five was a little bit enticing. <laughs> Noah so much even took the stab at it and hit. I mean, again, Noah said as I was high on Mackenzie Dern, but fight by fight, it continues to get lower and lower. I feel like because she is so much of a one dimensional one trick pony and if you can just simply nullify those submissions which Yan Xiaonan did by having good submission defense she was not on her back too often and when she was she was able to fend off and do enough to get back up when she needed it and if she had good takedown defense and all if you put all that together 
you have a very, very good chance to beat Mackenzie Dern because she still has not made the jumps that we wish to see from her on the feet. That's where she got bested for most of the fight when it was up there by Jan, which going in, you should expect that to happen. But then again, to not be able to get that submission, she doesn't do much damage with ground and pound for the most part. It's just until she can put a complete game together or at least bring those other areas closer to what the BJJ skill set is for her, she is super, super beatable, especially when you put her at a minus 230 uh, favorite. So it's unfortunate for her that she hasn't been able to tally these wins together like I may have once thought she thought she could. But it was a good bounce back win for Jan Jaunan, one that she deserved to win. I scored it three to two personally for Jan. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Not the greatest main event either, but we talked about that going in, that it didn't need to be in that place. But what are you going to do? She gets the win. She bounces back from the skid, beats number five. We'll see what they do next for her. The matchmaking with these two ladies has been a little bit odd the last year or so. Yeah, I think that's due to maybe a slight stagnation at the top of the yeah. heap for women's straw weight. But um, I thought this was a good win for Zhao Nan. This was, uh, the, the cards were feeling like they were a little stacked against her uh, as of late. Like, I'm sure she's happy with getting these big fights over and over, but it just didn't seem to make sense for her to get pummeled by Carla to then take a fight with another true contender, Marina. Mm-hmm. lose that even though it was a close fight, and then take on Mackenzie Dern, who was still ranked in front of her. Like You feel like she should be taking a step back. Yeah. But she proved to make good on that. So she was in her first main event spot. She makes good on it, looked good. Uh, striking looked good. And then when the fight was on the ground, she didn't... She got worked, and every time, rounds two and five, she definitely got outworked for sure. But she never quite got outclassed, I don't think. Mm. I mean, round five, that was the round that I think one of the judges scored at a 10-8. That makes um, sense. Definitely yeah. dominant. And, I mean, you're going up against someone who's literally like the, the the female Hoist Gracie. Like, she is that lethal. When it goes to the ground, like, hardly anybody gets out of that position. And as someone who was a money line better on Yan Zhao Nan, my asshole has never been tighter than during that fifth round. Yeah. Because with like 15 seconds left, I thought she was going to pull off an arm bar, yeah. and that would have broken my heart. <laughs> Even though I had a great gambling day outside of that, that would have really done me in right there. Yeah, yeah. So good on Zhao Nan for staying composed in those positions, for mm-hmm. staying calm, not rushing. You know, that, that might have given her up rounds, like rounds two and then rounds five, where those long extended exchanges on the ground you know her being so patient probably lost her around mm-hmm. but there was no need to take the big risk to get out yeah. of that position yeah considering she won round one okay you give up round two rounds three and four she came back even stronger so round five you had to feel pretty good about your lead um Obviously, you never know with the judges, but mm-hmm. I think she mostly was looking to survive in that round, and it ended up being the right choice, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you couldn't have said it any better, and I'm just curious, Noah. Like, what do you really make of Mackenzie Dern at this point? Because we've seen her fight a lot of fights now against great competition, good competition, bad competition. Been there, done that with a lot. And she's still a good talent. I'm not saying she's not, but it is clear that she's so one-dimensional that it is now becoming more to her detriment when she's fighting the biggest fights, when she's mm-hmm. fighting the top five, when she's fighting the title contenders. Jiu-Jitsu is not enough 
to put you in and get the win column? Well, I think for her, it's it's just the fact that she doesn't have the ability to really um, frequently get the fight into her jiu-jitsu. She doesn't really yeah. make things easy on herself. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, her UFC career takedown accuracy is was 9% going into this fight. And I think she went, like, the last I heard it was, like, 1 of 9. She yeah. might have went 2 of 10 or uh, 2 of 11 or I don't know. Not good. Yeah. I mean, it's just not good. And, like, I get it. Some people, like, there's certain fights where you really pepper with, like, the single leg. You're not really trying to take him down. You're mostly just trying to make him work. You put him up against the fence. Some fights, the, the takedown accuracy looks a little ugly. But yeah. uh, that's just been her career. She just, she has not been able to... Unfortunately for her, she's—I mean, she's okay in, in different areas, but where it, where it takes for her to get the fight to her bread and butter, she is just not developed. Right, she's just not. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because she's so lethal in a single area, but yet yeah, has no idea how to get it there. Yeah, yeah, that is truthfully the case. And you know, you look at Jan, just a more complete fighter when you look at the all around skill set and that is what ended up getting her the win last yeah. night so i am curious to see what yang can do in the future because i do think she is still a very good talent she's 33 so right on in the prime right on the edge of that prime well she would see what she can do she's going to go the distance a lot but she has what it takes to do that and win on the judges scorecard she does enough we'll see what the ufc gives her next she's going to be top five now so sure more on this card to come we're going to switch over to a little Bellator, Dom. The biggest Bellator card of the year. Probably will be the rest of the year. That you may not have heard about. Due to the <laughs> lack of promotion. Yeah. But very interesting, Dom. Familiar foes stand tall. You got two guys on the same card. Two of the biggest stars in the promotion. AJ McKee, Patricio Pitbull. Both one and one against each other. They're on the same card. The biggest fight card of the year. And they are facing two different people. In two different so, weight classes. <laughs> yes. So Patricio Pitbull was in your main event. He does defend his featherweight title against Adam Boric via unanimous decision. And also in the co-main event, AJ McKee gets the unanimous decision win over Spike Carlisle. Dominic not putting his money where his mouth is. He did not bet on Spike Carlisle. Yes. But I am curious, as a viewer, Dom... Did Spike Carlisle, did the Spike Carlisle that we know and love show up, or was the bright lights just a little too bright for the guy? I feel I still think that the Spike that we love showed up, the Spike that just loves getting into a fight and giving it his all. But I just think the levels are showcased mm. in a fight like this. You know what I mean? I mean he's fighting AJ McKee, a former champion, a guy that is one of the most talented fighters outside of the UFC. See our verbal sparring from last week, um, and it was just it, it was too much for him. He just had the answers to all problems that Spike could throw at AJ. AJ had the solution. AJ had the equation, you know, and he's just, he just is that good. And much of the same for Patricio Pitbull against Adam Boric. Guys, another type of fight here where don't let those stats at the end of the fight fool you. Yeah. Adam Boric, I believe, 171 total strikes compared to Patricio's 81, 83, 90-something like that. But it was still utter dominance from the champion in Pitbull for most of that fight. He defends that title against the number two guy that was coming in on a hot streak, four wins in a row. It's those two guys 
and then a whole lot of other people behind him, except now AJ moved up to 155, I guess. I mean, is it a bit annoying to you, Noah, that we have this type of card where they are fighting together, main event, co-main event, the rivalry, the one-to-one, yet they aren't fighting each other? And then you see the results and how good they are compared to their opponents, and you're just like, damn, why don't we just get that third fight? (sighs) I don't know. It's weird because I I like to poke fun at it like I have here Mm -hmm. where it's just like the fact that that seems like such a thing to do, right? (laughs) It seems like the obvious thing to do is to make a trilogy. But I get it, Adrian McKee wanting to go up to 55. Uh, There just didn't seem to be a ton of clamoring for that fight. I don't understand if it's just because the second fight wasn't great. But it wasn't like the second fight was like, terrible right you know i've seen plenty worse second (laughs) fights yeah um but i i think part of what's made people just so ho-hum about it is maybe that the two individuals in the rivalry have been kind of ho-hum about it like as soon as aj mckee lost he didn't seem all that motivated to go back in there and reclaim that title so if he if they don't care then why should we yep exactly uh, but I do want to touch on your point about the fight statistics and about looking too much into those at the end of a fight. I have been saying for years, Dominic, my biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves that MMA fans do is as a means of supporting their argument for why a certain fighter won, they show the fight stats. Like and by fight stats, I mean like the striking numbers. Yeah. Like they'll show yeah. that uh, fighter A had... 30 more significant strikes than fighter B, so therefore fighter A should have won. Right. That is just not that is not an argument. It's not. And we've seen that more so than ever come to fruition throughout this year with the judging and stuff too. Yes, know? that's very true. And yet we've seen more we've seen very concrete examples of why that's a bad mm-hmm. method to use in your mm-hmm. argument. This fight how about Marlon Vera and his main event yep. against uh, who Rob, was Font. He, Rob Font? Yep. That was like the biggest discrepancy in UFC history. Um, I, I might throw in a little, uh, well, actually, that one would be more to, to the point of the fight sets. I was going to say Ji on Kim over uh, Zombie Girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the one where. That the, was the Gion most Kim. of the damage compared to yeah, the output. Yeah. Right. So, regardless. Um, I thought Patricio Pitbull looked fantastic. Yeah. Hasn't slowed down, you know. AJ McKee looked good. Um, I, you probably want to see a finish there, if I'm yeah. being honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I don't know. Is that really a – I don't know if that is fair. Like, is that fair of me to ask of him? You know, Spike's a very tough dude. I don't know if he's ever been finished. Nope. Like, he's – that would that would take a lot. And, I mean, he did prove to be <clears throat> outclass him. But what's I, – I do disagree with you, though – about AJ McKee feeling like he is like a level above the rest of the lightweights because I think some guys like Usman Nurmagomedov, Tofik Musayev, um, maybe even Patriki could probably give him a pretty good fight. And uh, it'll be a very, very interesting um, fight once it's time for AJ McKee to take on one of those three guys because inevitably one of those guys is going to be holding the title here in the next few months uh, when we go to Chicago. A uh, Patricky Pitbull, correct? Is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the right. second title fight. So, 
we may see a new champion or maybe Patricky proves that this isn't just a flash in the pan for him, but I don't think it's going to be so easy for AJ McKee to get a title. I think actually hot take alert ring the bells. I think it's harder for him to get the lightweight title than it would be to reclaim the featherweight title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't definitely know if that's a agree. hot take. Maybe it's not a hot take, but considering what happened on this card with the featherweight division, now, Patricio Pitbull looked fantastic. Um, we had questions. You know, yes, he reclaimed the title against McKee in the second fight after getting finished in the first round in their first fight. But you just wonder, yes, okay, the man's in, like, his fourth title reign at, at featherweight. And, yeah. <clears throat> you know, what? how much motivation is left? How much in the gas tank is really left to keep pushing, to keep trying to build that, that kind of hall of fame resume right and right uh he just outclassed adam borich i didn't expect that i thought if you if you forced me to pick i probably would have said pitbull would win but i thought it was going to be a much tougher fight for him and he made it look easy peasy lemon squeezy though i, I like that no and just la- one last question what do you think they do then with aj mckee at lightweight because i know he said he does not plan to go to 145 unless <laughs> it is a title fight which, I mean, I could see Bellator maybe trying to venture to get the trilogy now that they both won separately, but what do you think they do next if you had to pick for A.J. McKee? Well, that's that's an interesting question because I like to throw out sometimes these these out-of-left field, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes they end up coming closer to fruition. I mean, maybe Paulo uh, Hamzat happens, maybe it doesn't. Hamzat's mm-hmm, right. being kind of goofy on his social media, but... Um, but for this one, I think the clear fight is him versus Tofik Musayev. Musayev mm. is the guy. He was the odd man out in, the, in that trifecta of guys at lightweight yep. that are all in that title mix. So, I mean, if A.J. McKee is really that guy, if he is a top contender, he's a former featherweight champion, he should be brought into the lightweight division as a contender right away. Mm-hmm. Him and Musayev fight for who gets the next title fight. I love every idea right and there. That's that a great headliner. It's a great headliner because Tokyo oh, yeah. Musayev looked fucking he's, uh, he's He's good. And his, that was his <laughs> Bellator debut, right? Yeah. So he looked fucking phenomenal. And I, I, AJ McKee, as talented and as great as he has looked at times in his career, I think it's safe to say that he, since the first Patricio fight where he won the title – Something maybe hasn't quite looked the same for him. Yeah. He's fighting a bit of a safer style, but it's not always working in his favor. He lost the rematch, and then here with Spike, you got uh, definitely a fight that was in his favor from the get-go, but um, he didn't exactly... I mean, he dominated, I guess, in a sense, but it just felt very safe. That's what I'm getting from McKee right now. Could you foresee a world in which, say, Patricky successfully defends the lightweight title in November? Could you see Bellator hopscotching AJ McKee over the others for the simple fact of the storylines fighting Patricio's brother for a title up a weight class? Or do you think for sure, or not for sure, but like you feel more confident AJ will fight someone else before getting a title fight at 155? Because I love your idea of Tafik, by the way. Let us not forget, yeah. Tafik is a man who has beat the current champion, Patricky Pitbull, when they did the Rise and Co-Promotion right. a few years ago. So. Right. 
I would say that I don't think that storyline, as interesting as it is to us, it just doesn't seem to be getting any traction with yeah. anybody else. Mm-hmm. Again, I think a lot of that's because of the ho-humness of the, the individuals involved. That is, yeah. Yeah, like once they're booked, you know, there's some, you know, words shared, you know, McKee, Pitbull, not afraid to, you know, throw some bars at one another. But... I'm not sensing this isn't Habib Connor, you know, and throwing in Islam, right? Like yeah, would be, right. This isn't that kind of uh, venom. Yeah, and no, nothing really is. But I just, it's not even close to that. You know, they just, yeah. they don't seem to care about continuing this rivalry. So I know. Again, I think I would prefer to see McKee fight one more for, and then get a title. I think that Musayev fight would really test out how he's going to do at lightweight. There it is. Yeah. And uh, more to come on Bellator 286. We're actually going to hop right into the rest, correct, Tom? Yes, sir. So we start in our co-main of UFC Vegas 61. Randy Brown gets the unanimous decision win over Francisco Trinaldo. Trinaldo, 44 years old, Mm. coming into this fight. Now, Dominic, I'm going to use one of your bets as a story to kind of get your thoughts on here. Because mm-hmm. you had Randy Brown be a finish. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, Randy Brown, friend of the show, we're yes. both very high on the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely coming into his own, definitely kind of starting to hit that peak of his career right now. My question for you, based off the fight we got, which was a clear win for Randy Brown, but not exactly a dominant performance, not a finish, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, round three, Trinado had, he was in uh, on bottom in Trinado's guard. And, yep. Um, was there for basically the whole round. Yeah. So uh, based off of your evaluation of Brown going into the fight and how you thought the fight was going to go, does this win ultimately help uh, Brown stock or is it kind of hurt it a little bit in your eyes? Yeah, honestly, it definitely didn't help it. Um, I don't want to necessarily come out and say it hurt him, but he definitely is no further than where he was entering the fight. And for me, viewing it as a spectator, as someone who comes on here and talks about it every week, it was a bit of a step back in terms of what we saw from him. But, I mean, nobody can finish Francisco Trinado. He's Mm -hmm. as durable as ever. Like, he makes every fight that he's in is hard. I just, from what I had been seeing from Randy, he has been the most complete we've ever seen. And he's really coming into his all. He's hitting that prime portion uh, portion of his career i just felt like a big performance here against a guy like trinaldo as seasoned as he is as durable a big finish a big statement win would have definitely uh did a lot for him put him in talks for those top 15 for his next fight not that i'm saying he can't still get like a ranked opponent but i don't know i i i still i don't know i was left with some some things to be desired i guess i should say and i'm not trying to be too harsh i still think he's a great talent but I just don't know if I feel confident in him getting like a top 15 after that performance. And it well, always matters. Let me, let me, let me try to offer you something here. Maybe this is kind of how you're feeling. Do you feel like we might be hitting a ceiling for Randy Brown? Mm. Like you almost thought that maybe he was, he had to he could go higher than a Francisco Trinado. Like he could be a top 10, top 15 guy. And instead maybe this is just, who he is as good as he's going to get. 
Yeah, I think that is a good question. I think that is something we are nearing, and I feel like I'm taking the easy way out again, but this is how I truthfully feel. His next fight's going to tell me a lot. His next fight is going to tell me a lot about where he can really go because you only have so much time in this game before people continue to come on and pass you up. So I don't know what they're going to do matchmaking-wise. Again, I'm not opposed to him fighting top 15, but I don't foresee that happening now after this win. But if he comes out with another type of performance like this compared to, I mean, look how good he looked against Chaos Williams. Yes, he didn't finish that fight, but he looked like the most complete package of Randy Brown that we had ever seen with finishes coming before that as well. So, yes, I think that's the proper question, Noah. I think we are approaching that to where we may be witnessing the ceiling, but I'm going to give him the leeway. I'm going to give one more fight before I put the nail to the coffin on that. I'm going to hold you to that. No, I'm just kidding. But the next fight we're going to talk about here, Super Sadiq Yusuf yes. made his return, one of Dominic's guys. And he got a 30-second submission. Yeah. Over uh, How do you pronounce this guy's last name? Don Shanice? 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 One of Let's the other. Don. Let's just call Don. Don. Yeah. So that was 30 seconds. Obviously, Don was a very short replacement. Yeah. Um, wasn't it, he, you know, Yusef was like a minus 900 yeah. favorite. It was pretty pretty obvious who, you know, everybody thought was going to win here. And Sadiq made him look like that uh, short replacement yeah. guy. Got him out of there in 30 seconds. Did it with a submission. That was very interesting. Yeah, it really was, um, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you guys don't know what <laughs> we're hitting at there. Why did I just take him to win, dude? Do- God. Dominic had this uh, kind of, call it like an ethnic parlay, where he was having like all these different styles of finish. Yeah. And, you know, those are my favorite to put in, because I got to keep going back to his to what he sends me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like starting to get a headache after a while. But he had Sadiq by KOT, KODQ, or Decision. Yeah, and uh, he gets the submission win. That's just—I deserve it, though. I mean, uh, I I guess you know, I know there's not a ton to take away from this because again, Sadiq is top fifteen level fighter. He's fighting a guy making his debut. But is there anything of note here for Sadiq? You know, was the quickness of the finish was the fact that it was a submission win? Did anything like that maybe, you know? stir you any certain way no not at all the only direction i'm steered after last night is please 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 put sadiq back in there and fight one more time before the end of 2022 no we've talked about how he's not been the most active fighter over the years and how that's been to his detriment this featherweight division continues to be more stacked and stacked as the months roll on he's got to get in there and have another fight this year and he has to make up for it i think it has to be a top opponent i forget who the original guy was gonna be i don't remember it was like a month ago it got scrapped oh man it was a ranked fighter but i'm blanking on who it was but he has to get in there again he did he took no damage he got a 30 second finish he's ready to rock and roll and he needs activity to climb this ladder because i still believe in my man super sadiq i lost a bet because of him but not because of a bad reason he just dominated so i I need to see him again Mm. quick well said well said Finally, for UFC, Brendan Allen comes out and gets the first round submission over Christoph Jocko. Dominic, Brendan Allen is who we have to thank for, for our bet slip night. 
The below average bet slip being anything but below average on this night is thanks to Brendan Allen. Yeah. Pretty sure his single win won us 4.6 units alone. Yes, it did. Yeah. So, shout out to him. But also, this fight somehow, yeah, despite the fact that I had Brendan Allen to win and I had under two and a half rounds, it still somehow surprised me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Because. I didn't expect Brendan Allen to really get this quick of a finish here against such a sturdy veteran and yeah. stop Jocko. Uh, a guy who the broadcast even said, Jocko, a bit of a slow starter, but like he's a slow starter, not in the sense of like he's vulnerable, like a Cowboy Cerrone. Like Cowboy Cerrone is very vulnerable early in his fight right. you know, because he's a slow starter. Jocko's not vulnerable early, at least I didn't think so. But it's more that there's a bit of a sluggishness to his fights early. He's very clinch-heavy, very... Yeah. Again, it's hard to look good against the guy. Yeah, exactly. And even here, he took Brendan Allen down, and I was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, no. And now, in, in all full transparency, I was on my way. I was driving to our buddy's uh, wedding reception that we were all at last night, and... So I was listening to this fight, not watching it, which is yeah. a really weird experience to be just listening to commentary and not watching the fight. But um, it sounded like Jocko kind of had him down and maybe Brendan somehow kind of switched his position and then yep. was able to get that submission win. Yep. Um, how did you think he looked? We know how good he is with his submissions, but was there anything else of note, maybe how he looked on the feed, or was there not enough really to to feed into there? Yeah, definitely not enough on the feet. Really, the whole thing was on the ground. It happened relatively quickly. It did get me nervous very early on. Um, But I'll say kind of one of the storylines I had heard as they were – because they had to kill a lot of time during the prelims last night because there were a lot of very fast finishes and they had to go till 7. So they were kind of doing um, commentary with, like, the pre-fight guys – on what the fight some bullet bullshit filler (laughs) yeah filler filler and um excuse me they were talking about kind of just like fight iqs and how brendan allen is a great talent he's 26 years old and has all this experience already but doesn't have a ton of or doesn't have a great fight iq and he's going up against someone in jaku who yes he doesn't have exciting fights all the time but he is a smart fighter when it comes to he knows how to get it could be more opposite yes yes exactly but last night, Brendan Allen, yes, he got taken down early, but he stayed composed on the ground. He didn't let any submission threats hurt him. He didn't let any ground and pound land. He was constantly moving. He was looking for submissions from the bottom, had a great transition, got on top, didn't rush anything, worked into the submission, and it worked out great. So I think that could be – I mean, that's a good win for Brendan Allen. Again, a guy that's young. He has a lot of good experience – but to show that against a guy in Jocko and we know the way that he fights, I think that win said a lot to me, maybe more so than it did for others. I'm always going to be high on Brennan Allen. I think fans of the show that have listened for a while know that about me. But I do think this guy is a top 15 talent, if not more, as he continues to evolve and grow in this sport. So I'm excited to see him get back in there, man. This was a it was a big win for me liking Brennan Allen's skill set. I enjoyed what I saw. Yeah. I do think we're starting to see Brendan Allen really take the next step. And that's uh, very nice to see because yeah. I mean, to get a win in this fashion over Christoph Jocko. Yeah. Jocko might not be, I think Allen even said on the broadcast, he was that one time number nine ranked guy in the world. He's not that guy anymore, but 
still solid. Still a lot oh, yeah. of experience. Oh, yeah. You know, still a tough guy to look good against. And Brendan Allen, at the end of the day, looked fucking good. Yeah. So, enough said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, some more from Bellator 286. We got Jeremy Kennedy getting the technically first round TKO of Aaron Pico due to a shoulder injury. Dom, Aaron yeah. Pico's shoulder oh. popped out of place and it just wouldn't go back in. Yeah. What a week. The, the the career of Aaron Pico just never it's never been boring. Yeah, that's facts. That <laughs> um, this dude's just had a lot of either he's either kind of at times he's it seems like he's either looked fantastic, mm-hmm. failed to live up to expectations, mm-hmm. or some weird shits just happened. And this one falls under weird shit from last yeah. time. <laughs> um, basically, him and Jeremy Kennedy scheduled three-round bout. Uh, round one happens. At some point in the round, Aaron Pico's shoulder pops out of place. Uh, he tries to pop it back in while the fight's still going on. Oh, and then at the end of the round, I don't know if you saw the clips going around, Dom, mm. with his coach. Yeah. Uh, not... It looked like they were pulling his arm off. It. The fact that Aaron Pico, Aaron Pico uh, put... You know, the the picture of the dogs with the x-rays, yeah. that's Aaron Pico. He was so unbothered by his coach just yeah. yanking his arm out everywhere. That was, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, you yeah. think you've seen it all in this sport. You know, we say that all the time. Like, all the cuts <laughs> from the last uh, yeah. UFC event. Yeah, there's stuff. always something. <laughs> something just pops up and you're just like, man, what a fucking vicious-ass sport I watch. And mm-hmm. I hate it for Aaron Pico. I really do. That's I tough. Mean, yeah. I... These two guys, him and Jeremy Kennedy, they just can't seem to just have a, a good, clean fight. You know, they just, yeah. something always keeps happening, gets in the way. Maybe we'll see this run back. I think that would be nice. But I also don't expect it because Jeremy Kennedy, that's a big win. You know, maybe mm-hmm. he moves on. But um, I don't know. I don't know what to really say here because Aaron Pico, if he won that fight, may have been getting a title fight. It felt like it, right? It felt like he was really starting to put it all together. He was tallying off a lot of wins, a lot of finishes, fun fighter, charismatic guy. And then he, you know, I don't even want to say fall short. Yes, he does in the win-loss column, but it's unfortunate when you have a shoulder injury like this. This could have been that fight that should he got another big win. He was there, as Noah said. So it's a shame. It's a setback. I just want to see how much of a setback it'll be. It and if it will definite, be at all. It's a definite setback, but it's not as much as I think maybe some people think it is. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. due to the weirdness of his career and the fact that he does have a few losses just from, you know, not having the best defense in the yeah. world or whatever. Yeah. I think a lot of people looked at this almost like as a door shut, like he's never going to be a champion level fighter fight and i just think that's kind of crazy because he's still very young he's still so 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 talented yeah injuries happen you gotta roll with the punches right Um, yeah not to get too technical on you but um i hope they run it back i feel i feel gutted for aaron pico i really do but um you know nothing else really left to be said there i don't think yeah i agree uh, finally, Juan Archuleta does get back on track. Dom, he gets a unanimous decision win over Enrique Barzola. Yeah. I actually think this one says a little bit more than maybe what the rankings will tell you. Or 
uh, what the name values will tell you. Archuleta, former champion. You know, Barzola has been a bit of an under-the-radar guy. He's a mm-hmm. former UFC guy. Had a pretty good record in the UFC. But Barzola looked pretty good in his loss in the Grand Prix and yeah. obviously had a good UFC career before that. And I was definitely starting to wonder if Juan Archuleta was maybe not the same fighter anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, he looked really good here. So, I yeah. mean... More power to him that he continues going in the right direction. I don't really know what you do with him because he's kind of now he's gotten pretty much outclassed by Sergio Pettis and then yeah, um, I forget who he fought in the Grand Prix, but I'm pretty sure he got pretty outclassed in that fight too. So I'm starting to wonder if as good as he might still be, maybe he just can't really compete with the best of the best anymore. Yeah, think? yeah. I mean, that other loss, as Noah was alluding to, was Hafi on Stotts, and we know what that guy's yeah. on right well, now. He's okay. got a big fight coming up. You know, that's I. I should definitely remember when Hafi on Stotts is fighting, but it's just like I just remember Stotts. Just and I mean, maybe that should be expected, right? Stotts is maybe the best in the world in that division, and yeah, um, he sure fought like it that night. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Juan did what he had to do to win. He showed he still has gas in the tank, and he utilized what he's best at, right? And he used a lot of good grappling. He's in the win column. He's still holding strong, number three in the rankings. Maybe some things have to clear out for him, see what happens. But you never know. You never know. You never know. So that's it for the rest. We're going to transition into the below-average bet slip, Dom. And I want to take this time to remind everybody, if you want to see our picks in advance... You just got to follow us on the social media, baby. You follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Bajma, the B-A-J-M-M-A. Uh, you can also follow Dominic on Twitter and Instagram at dsleep 14 You can follow myself on the rebranded Twitter and Instagram at T-W-I-S underscore betting. I will just throw out a little hint to you guys. That's That stands for This Weekend in Sports. Um... I'll be posting a lot of gambling, sports betting content on the Twitter and Instagram. Um, Stay tuned. More to come. Uh, But that's all I'm going to tell you for now. But uh, Dominic, big night for the bet slip. We go positive 4.64 units. We are above 5 for the 2022 standing. Um, It's been a really nice last month, month and a half for me personally. Um, I'm finally really close to crossing that negative line. I'm almost back above positive for the whole year. So very promising. But what kind of stood out to you? What surprised you about really how the cards fell on this weekend of MMA action? Um, I mean, again, shout out to Noah. He's kept us above water the last two weeks. He had a really great weekend this week. For the bet slip (laughs) overall as a whole, we've had four straight winning weeks, which is great because we were really going through a rut toward the end of the summertime. But the fall season, hey, the leaves are changing colors, and so are that bet slip there. Maybe from the negative to the positive, things are looking good. For me last night, man, I mean, I don't regret the Randy Ramby finish. I strongly believed in him. I still believe in his skill set. And I just thought that he – it was more so like something's got to give with Ronaldo, right? He's 44. I know how durable he is, but I just felt like with the way Randy had been looking, he was going to be able to get a big finish. He did not. So what are you going to do there? I took a a chance, obviously, on Julia Stoliarenko by sub at plus 300. I mean, come on. She was fighting a debutante. She has nine out of 10 wins via sub. 
I had to take a stab at it. She had the armbar locked in at the very beginning of the fight, and I thought, holy shit, it's actually going to hit. Then she got destroyed from there on out. So that was a bit of a Debbie Downer. And then the parlay, I have a regret, Noah, and I just regret simply, why do I have to put Sadiq by KOTKO decision? If anything, I should have picked him to win by finish. He's fighting a UFC debutante on short notice. He's number 12 in the world at the weight class. I had a feeling he was going to look good. I should have just took him straight up by finish. But I went with those two routes. He had never had a submission victory in his career before until last night. So, you know, what are you going to do? I love the guy. Otherwise, the bet would have hit. So that does really burst my bubble. But if I had to pick a regret for myself, that's what it would have been. I should have just taken Sadiq straight up. But instead, I took it from minus 900 to minus 700. It really didn't change my parlay odds that much. So we live and learn. The variety parlays continue to be the biggest um black eye to my betting this year but noah you went big i mean look at all those green arrows up there this guy didn't even lose a regular prop the only bet noah lost was the freaking parlay this guy's on fire yeah it was two units man that was that what a tough way for that parlay to go i mean it i it almost makes me feel better to know that it was going to die anyways yes and that would have been particularly brutal if it got all the way to pico and then a shoulder injury really ruined it uh, but instead, within the first minute of the very first fight of the UFC card, my parlay was dead. So I was like, dead. wow, okay, well, don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. yeah. And Dom even acknowledged how heartbreaking that must be, like, for that parlay to end in that fashion. Yeah. But then I think your fashion of losing your parlay was somehow even worse. I'd have to agree. Like, yeah. that was what's funny is you told me, you're like, I can't think of a worse way. For a parlay yeah. to go. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure yours was even more it has to be later. Yeah, it was terrible. You had your Yuri Prohaska moment. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was, point blank. Uh, when I bet on Yuri Prohaska, I was like KOTKO, like all the way. And then, and I remember on this show, I said multiple times, he's not had a submission since 2012. There's not going to, I said, I, I think it's more likely that he goes across the cage and punts over to share the balls and gets yeah. DQ'd, then gets a submission win, and sure enough, he got a submission win. So betting's fun. Um, betting is fun. Betting on MMA is the worst thing you could do. Don't ever do it. But <laughs> if you do do it, you know, do it responsibly. And you know, here this is what we got. Uh, I, I I have been having some success with some pretty heavy underdog uh, grabs. Yeah, and you have, especially this week. That's that's really been what's been kind of helping me get above this or close to this uh, zero marker, get above on the positive side. So I'm just going to keep doing that. I mean, to be honest with you, like the Jocko Allen one, I was a little unsure about, but like Yanjel Nan, I felt good about that coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I just really, even if she would have lost that fight or would have ended up being a draw, which I thought there was a chance it might with the way round five went, I think that's great value considering where I value both fighters right now. Mm-hmm. Kenzie Dern's very good, but she is not like, she is not a two to one better than Jan Jelman. Yeah, not. exactly. Exactly. Um, but with that, Dominic, there's only one way we end the show around here. That's what closing statements part of the show where me and Dominic talk about anything and everything MMA related or not. So Dominic, 
Do you have any closing statements for this Monday edition? Oh, no crazy food talk, no crazy debates. Really, it's kind of another shout out similar to Monday. I'm getting soft on the audience now, but we had a great time. Noah hinted at it or alluded at it earlier. We were all reunited again last night, uh, celebrating our friends Jordan and Rihanna on their wedding. They got married a few months ago, but they had their big reception now with everybody there. It was just great, good times, good vibes, good food, good company. Everything was great about it. There's always something special when you get to have all your people back together at one time. Because, you know, we're all getting older. We're all going down different streets, different avenues, different paths. But we can all come together under one roof. It's always heartwarming, Noah. So I just had to give a shout-out to all the homies. Yep, and I got I got my new profile picture on Facebook out of there. There, there you go. Yeah, so uh, I'm Noah Baker. That's Dominic Lee. We are but just two of the below-average Joes. Shout-out to JP and Marina. Yes. And we're out.